away. Let's go ahead and take our Bibles here tonight. And if you have one, uh, turn to the book of Proverbs. And we're just going to read a couple of verses out of Proverbs chapter 17. We'll look at some miscellaneous thoughts there uh, from the first few verses of the chapter down to verse number 6. And I just want to continue on. And uh, we'll read down to verse number 9 and then we'll read verse 17. Proverbs chapter 17. And uh, I'll start in verse number 7. We're not really going to cover verse 7 and 8, but it says here, Excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. A gift is a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it. Whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. He that craveth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. So the Bible talks about friends being separated through repeating a matter. Uh, verse number 17. Again, this is kind of the verse we'll zero in on here tonight. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. I want to talk to you tonight about some helpful hints on making friendships. And so we're going to look at that thought here tonight, some helpful hints on making friendships. Let's go ahead and pray as we look at this thought here tonight. Father, thank you again for your word here tonight. We thank you that we have a building to be in, a place to meet, people to preach to, to again exhort through the word of God. We thank you again for the word of God that gives us wisdom and guides us in truth. We pray that the Holy Spirit would work in people's hearts here tonight, help us by grace to consider some thoughts on the subject of friendships. And as we do here tonight, help us to move towards friendships that would be a blessing and help to us and certainly not a hindrance. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. When we talk about the subject of friendships, I believe everybody wants a good friend. Uh, certainly, again, a good friend is a help. Sometimes a friend, again, will have to wound you. It mentions that in the book of Proverbs. But it mentions here, specifically here, in verse number 17, it says, A friend loveth at all times. A friend loves all the time. It's an important thought when it comes to friends. When looking for a friend, you're going to have to be looking for a friend who is willing to love all the time. And again, friends who are truly friends love all the time. Not when, again, things are always the best, but sometimes when things are the worst. The basis of friendship can be built upon money. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 14. Did you know friendships can be built upon money? You have, as long as you have money, you have a friend. As long as you have lots of money, maybe you have many friends. And so the Bible talks about this here in Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 20. But what is a friend like who's just someone who maybe is around you as long as you have money or you're around them as long as they have money? Well, I say this, they are probably truly just a fair weather friend. A fair weather friend. In other ways, a friend who's there as long as the weather's fair, as long as the food's there, as long as the riches are there, as long as the gifts are exchanged. And so you might have a friend like that. Uh, mentions this in Proverbs chapter 14, along that same lines, it says, The poor is hated even of his neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. The rich hath many friends. Someone says, Well, I need to get rich. So I have many friends. 
But you may only gain fair weather friends. A rich person may have many friends, and certainly you might gain many friends through riches or maybe carnal means, but really carnal friends. And uh, certainly not long-term friends are often built on money, things, what you can exchange, that sort of thing. And so friendships can be built, first of all, on selfish gain or by giving. If you go back to our text there, Proverbs chapter 17 and verse number 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother's born for adversity. A friend and a brother, I believe certainly could be two in the same year, are born for adversity. And so friends are largely very helpful in times of adversity. They help us, they lead us, they encourage us, they sometimes challenge us, they correct us. And uh, we certainly need good friends. And so when it comes to friendships, we see that a friend loves all the time. There's a blessing involved with friendship. You have constant companionship. They love all the time. Whether you're near or far away, they're still your friend. A friend can move to Australia or to wherever, Africa, or they could move to Mexico and they still would be your friend if they're truly a friend. They are there to comfort us, to help us. In times of adversity, a brother is born for adversity. And so in choosing friends, uh, we certainly need to look at some of the characteristics that friends have have. Not all friends are uh, friends that make good friends, and not all people make good friends. We'll look at that here tonight from the book of Proverbs. But uh, let's turn to John chapter 21, and I just want to say this about friends. Uh, one of the main things that you're going to learn about friends or, and, and people know about friends is we allow friends to influence us, and we also influence our friends. And uh, that's why we have friendships to a large degree. In the book of Proverbs, it says, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. So again, you're like two pieces of iron rubbing against the other, sharpening the countenance of the other, helping the countenance of another. John 21, and uh, verse number one through three, we read about some friends and uh, friends here. I say that the disciples, I, I believe, were friends. Certainly, again, people that get saved normally uh, become friends and that sort of thing. They hang out a lot together. Uh, they did things together. And uh, in John chapter 21 and uh, verse number one, the Bible says here, after these things, Jesus showed himself to disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee and the two sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. And Simon saith unto them, I go fishing. And they say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered in a ship and immediately uh, and it was night and they caught nothing. And so we see seven friends get together. They decide to go fishing. I'm not looking at the story again and all that happened there, but we see again, uh, friends often get together. They go fishing together. They do things together and they influence each other. Notice there in verse number three, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. 
They say Adem. We also go with thee. And so often, again, you'll find friends go to the same places, doing a lot of the same things, involved with a lot of the same things. Maybe you have friends that, are, that like sports, and so you hang out with them, or someone likes hunting, or you like to go shopping, or whatever it might be, or you might go to church together, or whatever it might be. But you see there in the Bible, Simon Peter saith unto my go fishing, and we also go with thee. And so your friends influence you, and you influence them. And so I want to consider here, to begin with, as we talk about some helpful hints on friendships, there's some kind of friends and people that you might want to avoid. I'm not saying in a sense of, you know, uh, some would do, do shunning, like maybe uh, someone, again, in, you know, in a religion might shun someone. And again, to shun someone who's have not, no part with them. I'm not saying that when it comes to people in general. We shouldn't do that. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. And Jesus certainly was a friend of publicans and sinners. The Bible says that. He was a friend of publicans and sinners. And so we certainly should try to establish friendships with all kinds of different people. But there's some people that just really don't make the best of friends. And so I want to look at some of those kinds of people. And uh, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 16. And uh, verse number 29. As we consider the kinds of people that maybe we should avoid as friends, uh, again, I'm saying that this, this character that maybe I talk about concerning them needs to be something that maybe is noteworthy of them. They're known for. It's not something maybe that happens now and then and that sort of thing. And you'll, you'll get what I'm talking about here. But uh, we see here in Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 29, uh, Proverbs chapter 16, 29, it says here, a violent man entices his neighbor and leadeth him into a way that's not good. So friends influence friends. What kind of friend would you want to avoid? A violent man who would lead it to you in a way that's not good. So who should we avoid when it comes to maybe people that wouldn't make good friends? The hurtful? The violent, the explosive. Again, people that may be uh, volatile in a sense. I'm not saying, again, you should try not try to be helpful to maybe someone who has some emotional prompts or some emotional hang-ups. But it says, a violent man entices his name and leadeth him in a way that's not good. You might join that violent man. So be careful of violent men or violent women or volatile women or men. Turn to Proverbs chapter 22. I'm not saying, again, someone can maybe do something that's wrong. I mean, a friend can hurt a friend. And certainly, again, you can meet someone and maybe somewhere along the line they hurt you and you say, well, I can't be their friend anymore. They did violence to me. Well, maybe it was not something they meant to do. Maybe they said, I'm sorry, whatever it might be. But the Bible says that a violent man will lead you in a way that's not good. And so avoid the violent man, Proverbs chapter 22 and uh, verse number 24 and 25. Proverbs teaches us here another thought on friendship. It says, make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go. Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. 
Notice both of these verses talk about how friends and people can influence you. It says here, make no friendship with the angry man. And with the fierce man, thou shalt not go, lest they learn his ways and be a snare to their soul. In other words, he set an example that you follow after. The angry man can set an example of anger, which can lead to anger or furious, as it mentions here. Again, not to go with them, lest thou learn his way and be a snare to thy soul. So Fred can influence you for good or for ill. Both these illustrations warn against making friendships with people that won't make good friends. Avoid the violent man. Avoid the angry man. You know, someone gets in a relation with someone and, and they hurt you or beat you up. <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to leave. It's not a good place to be. Why avoid the violent and angry man? Because it could rub off on you. Lest you learn his ways and it's a snare to your soul. And so there are many stories of people having relationships with different people that are both violent and angry. Those relationships aren't good, normally, at all. Let's back up here a little bit in Proverbs chapter 21. Kinds of people you might want to avoid, first of all, the volatile or violent person. Avoid a person that is angry or furious. A furious Freddy, so to speak, would not make a good friend. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse number 17. The Bible also mentions here another kind or characteristic of a person that might make a poor friendship at best. Proverbs 21 verse 17, it says here, He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man, and he that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. And so another kind of person you might want to avoid is the excessive person. Someone is overly indulgent or one who is, again, given over to something too much. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 23. You know, you can find people that are excessive and they're out of control. They're out of balance. Their, their focus is on extremes. And again, I'm not saying again that people cannot have certain things maybe that they like or they love. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that they can have extremes that are not good. Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 20 and 21. It says, be not among the wine bibbers. That would be among people that drink. Among the riders, eaters of the flesh, for the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. And so we should avoid the glutton and the drunkard hanging out with them, certainly being influenced by them, certainly, again, being buddy-buddy with them. Don't be among the riotous eaters of the flesh, the drunkard, the glutton. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 28, verse number 7. Again, there's a lot of good pointers here on friendship in the book of Proverbs. And so I'm just turning to some of these verses, hopefully helping you to understand some people that you might avoid. As again, in each case, it mentions here to avoid uh, these sorts or these kinds. Proverbs chapter 28, verse number seven, it says, Whoso keep the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of righteous men shameth his father. Companion of righteous men. 
And so we should avoid the excessive, the rowdy, the raunchy, the partier, the rebel. You know, every once in a while I see things on, on my phone, I see things on the web, and I think about how wild some things are. I've never been to a really wild kind of rock concert, but I've seen one before. I've looked at one before. In fact, I looked at one just a few days ago, and I was just so shocked by what was going on. I had someone here tell me recently how people make a sign a lot of times during rock concerts, and that sign is basically you're allying yourself with Satan. I've seen one after another all these people put up a sign during this concert. Say, why was I watching it? It was because it was from someone that I knew, and they had gone to it, and uh, sometimes, you know, I just look at what they got into and I, I clicked on it and here I'm going like, wow, this is crazy. This thing that they're going to. I think about those kinds of relationships. They're excessive. They're based on sometimes, uh, again, just uh, using so-called adult substances or using illegal substances and being involved with shameful and sinful and raunchy type behavior. There's no temperance, thought, restraint, those kinds of relationships. And so I just mentioned this, avoid the raunchy kind of relationship, the rocky kind of relationship. Again, a relationship with someone who's out of control. They might be the party of the party, so to speak, but they won't necessarily make a good friend. And they probably won't make a good friend. Let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 10. Have us turn over to Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 10, as it also deals with the thought of friendship. And there's a lot of verses in Proverbs 27 that deal with friendship, and we may talk about this subject again down the road. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, it mentions here, verse number 10, it says, Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not, neither go into thy brother's house in the day of thy calamity, for better is a neighbor that is a near than a brother that is far off. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. And uh, you think about some of the Bible's friend, there's the relationship between David and Hiram. They were friends, and Solomon was helped by Hiram later on, who was his father's friend. And again, you see there again, those friendships sometimes continue long after uh, individuals are there, or sometimes after they're gone. But it talks about friendship. It's not something we should forsake. Thine old friend and thy father's friend forsake not. And so we should avoid unstable and extreme kinds of relationships and should seek those that would be relationships where we see loyalty, love, and kindness. Someone who's constant and someone who will be there. This is in Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 21. I want to mention this. Thirdly, when it comes to friendships we should maybe avoid is that of unstable kinds of friendships or, again, unhelpful types of friendship. If friendship is to sharpen, you don't want friendship to hurt you. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 21 and verse number 22, it says, My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change, for their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? 
It mentions again people that are given a change and then calamities will come to them. And again, I've, I've been taught this, I believe this, avoid people with extreme changes that change from one position to other that they seem to have no bearings on what to do or not to do. I'm not saying, again, that you can't help stabilize them, help them uh, maybe in some way, but they don't make good friends. The on and off friendship where maybe you're best friends one day and then the next day, you're not friends at all. Middle not with those given to change. Proverbs 25, verse number 19 Proverbs 29, verse number 19 says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joy. And so if you pick the wrong kind of friend, some kind of unfaithful type of a friend, it's not necessarily going to be good for you. It's like having a broken tooth. Nobody likes that or a foot out of joy. That's very painful. And so an unfaithful friend or unfaithful person can bring trouble to your life. And so... It would be wisest to stay away from unstable and unfaithful friends. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 24, just backing up here a little bit. Proverbs chapter 24, when we think about friendship, there are people that we should seek to avoid. We should seek to avoid the mischievous, the devilish, the ungodly. Proverbs chapter 24, verse number one, it says, Be not envious against the evil man, neither desire to be with him. For their heart studieth destruction and their lips talk of mischief. And so the evil man, don't be envious of him. And it says, neither desire to be with him. So it says, why would someone be with him? Well, sometimes there seems to be kind of an attraction. Sometimes to the wild, the willful, the wicked of this world. The mischievous, some like to join themselves to them. And here the Bible warns not to join yourself to them. Don't desire to be with them. And, uh, and it's going to be trouble to your soul. Proverbs chapter 29, let's turn over there. A lot of verses, I understand that here, but we're just looking around here a little bit in the book of Proverbs. <clears throat> Again, I'm not saying you shouldn't try to win all these types to the Lord. The willful, the unstable, the volatile, the excessive. But I'm saying you don't want to be in a yoke-to-yoke, in a, in a -yoke, helpful kind of a relationship with them because it's not going to work that way. Proverbs 29, verse number 24, it says, Whoso is a partner with a thief, hateth his own soul. He heareth cursing, bereath it not. Now, it's sad sometimes when you think about people, sometimes they don't say anything to the friend because maybe they curse or they swear or whatever it might be. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're in a position where you have a mischievous or potty mouth type of person around you and you don't say anything about it. It says there in verse number 24, who is so his partner with a thief hateth his own soul. So, you know, being a partner or being a friend of a thief, that's not a good thing. And then it says, he that heareth cursing and bereath it not. You know, ungodly types of relationships usually breed ungodly types of relationships and difficult kinds of relationships. Certainly we know of relationships that you've seen and I've seen where people have had relationships with people and it was a snare to their soul. 
This relationship they established with someone that wasn't someone who would sharpen them, but, but would actually hurt them to some degree, hurt their, their lives and maybe even change their life for the worse. And so be careful about relationships and friendships. Let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. You know, when it comes to relationships, we'll say again, and, and friendships, we say, you know, who you make friends with will influence you. And I, I do believe that's true, and I, I do allow that. I mean, like friends that I have as friends or closer kind of friends, they influence me. My thinking, my beliefs are somewhat affected them, even though my beliefs and their beliefs are largely, most of them, are rooted along the lines of the Word of God. Uh, we need to be careful about close friendships. Read this reading along with me in First Timothy chapter 6. I want to read the first five verses there in the Bible, but I want to say this about friendships. I try to avoid close relationships, and I encourage you to avoid close relationships with people that are doctrinally deviant. Doctrinally deviant. I mean, they are religiously off. Not that they're just lost, but they're actually going to try to teach you what they, again, believe. It'd be like me having a close relationship with someone of an extreme faith system. I mean, me being close relationships with a Jehovah's Witness leader, since I'm a pastor. Or myself being a, a good friend with the local priest in the Catholic Church. It wouldn't necessarily work well because we believe two opposite things. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 1, encourages us to certainly be in a position where we submit ourselves, if we're in a place of service, or again, uh, in, in these days, maybe we're talking about employment, to those that we serve, but also being careful about those that teach things contrary to the Word of God. 1 Timothy 6, verse 1, it says, Let as many as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of honor, that the name of God and the doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that are believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do to them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit these things teach and exhort. Now you see in some uh, relationships that are complementary there to begin with in the chapter. But notice in verse number three, it says, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of the Lord Jesus, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but don't about with questions and strives of words, whereof envy, strife, railings, and evil surmising, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness with such withdraw themselves. I'll mention a ton of different things as far as doctrinal deviations that could be going on, but towards the end there it says, um, supposing that gain is godliness. I'm not going to yoke up with someone who teaches um, false teaching concerning that gain is godliness. I'm not going to yoke up with someone that, that pushes that gain is godliness. And again, there's all kinds of deviations that people might have, but we should seek to separate from those. And so we might have relationships with some that are off doctrinally, but not close friendships with those that are off doctrinally. You say, why is that? Well, I'll turn to 2 Peter chapter 3, because they may influence you to accept their doctrinal deviation. 
I mean, I'm surprised and I'm shocked sometimes, to be honest with you. I find sometimes people that I, they know of and have uh, been acquaintances with, sometimes friends with, um, known through churches, known through other churches or whatever it might be. And uh, you'll find, again, individuals and they'll be in a position today where they're going to what we call a church that's totally off when it comes to salvation. You know, they're, they're off, and then the church they're going to, they teach salvation by works. They teach salvation by the ordinances. They teach salvation by the sacraments and uh, all those kind of things, and not salvation by grace. And you find someone here, and then you find someone over here, and you say, why are they there? Sometimes it's because of friendships or relationships. Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 16 and verse number 17. We are affected by those around us, and Paul warns here concerning, uh, again, uh, uh, people that could influence us. Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse number 16, it says, And also in his epistle, speaking in them of those things in which some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do other scriptures, unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing that ye know these things before, beware. I see also be led away with the air of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness. Someone says it's impossible for someone who's following the truth to fall away or to float away. Well, it says there, you could fall from your own steadfastness. Now, someone says, well, that would never happen. Well, it can happen through friendships. It can happen through relationships. There are all kinds of different relationships that are not good. I want us to go back to our text there in uh, Proverbs chapter 17. I want to give us some pointers on some relationships and some friendships that we should seek to, uh, again, to embrace or to try to make friends in situations. Uh, Proverbs 17, verse number 17. The Bible says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So what is one of the key characteristics you want to look for in a friendship. Someone who's constant. Someone who's there. Someone who will be there. Someone who will be there for you and for other people. You say, I'm looking into a relationship with a boy or a girl or whatever at some point in my life and I'm thinking, you know, maybe they make a good marriage partner and look for someone who's constant, consistent. That's important. Now, all of us can be unstable at times. I'm saying that, but what is their general Think constant, consistent. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 13. What should I look for? I should look for someone who's constant and consistent. Proverbs 11 and verse number 13. It says here, A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. See, what should I look for maybe in a friendship? Someone who can keep a secret. <laughs> That sounds crazy, maybe, but someone can maybe keep something secretive or private that needs to be private. Because a lot of times with friends, you want to share different things with them that maybe you wouldn't want to share with the rest of the world. And you wouldn't want them to know. Maybe you have some struggles with some things and, and, and want to know some things. You want to just ask maybe someone really privately about those things. Say, what kind of person should I choose? Someone that can keep a secret. Not a secret that shouldn't be revealed, but a secret that maybe just shouldn't be known. And so we see this in Proverbs eleven thirteen: A talebearer revealeth secret, 
But he that is a of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. So a faithful person will conceal sometimes things that need to be private. Turn forward just a little bit here. Proverbs 13, verse number 20. The Bible says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. And so who said, someone says, well, who should I try to make a, a friendship with? Someone who's wise. Someone who's wise. I mean, who's or is growing to be wise. I'm not saying you say, well, I'm looking for a wise person. No, I'm just looking for someone who wants to follow the wisdom of God and the word of God and the things of God and uh, someone who's wise and not a fool. Again, we could look at some thoughts on fools, but we're not here tonight. Proverbs chapter 27 talks about friendships also. Proverbs 27, just a couple verses from there. Verse number six and verse number nine. If you're looking for a friendship or a relationship, what you look for them, we see a number of different things here. We certainly want someone who's trustworthy, someone who's wise, someone who's constant, and then here in Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 6 and 9, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart, so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. What do you want in a friendship? Someone that can counsel you and you can counsel them. Now, someone says, well, I'm looking for someone I can reciprocate counsel with. Yes, you're looking for someone you can talk to about some things and counsel with them about some things, and they can counsel you too. Someone that maybe you can somewhat be critical of, and they can be critical of you, and yet you can talk together and faithfully deal with matters and become wiser and sharper and better together and stronger and whatever you or they might need to be. Let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 18. Friendship should be built on love. It should be built on loyalty. Friendship should be built on, again, being there to be a help to the other person. And so we see again here in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 24, it says, a, friend, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Again, if you want friendship, you should be friendly. And so you should be friendly, and friendly people make good friends. And so, again, I'd encourage you to look for someone who's friendly and maybe helpful and uh, can be a blessing to you at some time in some way. Let's turn over to the book of Job. I just want to look at a few verses from the book of Job. If you were going to look at, again, what a friend's to do, there's some thoughts here in the book of Job on what a friend's to do and we're our friends to be. And if you're going to be a friend or if you're going to find a friend or if you're going to be in a relationship with a friend, there are things that friends should seek to be. And uh, it says here in Proverbs, uh, says here, sorry, in the book of Job now, out of Proverbs finally, uh, Job chapter 6, verse 14, it says, To him that is afflicted, pity should be showed from his friend, but he forsaketh the fear of the Almighty. To him that is afflicted, pity should be showed his friend. So what do, you, what do you want a friend to be? Someone who's merciful. Someone who's willing to show you pity or empathy or sympathy. Someone there to, to maybe be a help to you when you're hurting. Be a friend to you when you need one. 
Job chapter 29, uh, Job, uh, let's turn here, Job chapter 19, verse number 21. Job 19, verse number 21, is Job says here to his friends who had not been uh, much help to him, although they had cried with him, they began again to criticize him. It says here in Job 19, verse number 21, he says, have pity on me, have pity on me, O ye my friends. For the hand of God hath touched me. Imagine hearing that from someone that is a friend. And they're saying to you, have pity on me. Have pity on me. The hand of God has touched me. You think that would touch you as a friend. I'm certain, again, here that Job wanted this to touch them as friends. It says in verse 22, why do you persecute me as God? Are you not satisfied with my flesh? I mean, I think here he's thinking, you know, in some ways it's like I'm going through enough. I don't need you to pour things upon me. And so we see some thoughts on some things that we should look for in friendship, trustworthiness, wisdom in a friend, someone again who would be there to help and to build, build us and to better us. But uh, as we talk about friends, what should we do as friends? I just want to mention a few things here in closing. Job, uh, sorry, let's go to Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs 17. What are some things that we should do or things that we shouldn't do as a friend? Proverbs 17, verse number 9, it says, He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. And so what should we not do in a relationship? We shouldn't be a busybody in a relationship. We shouldn't be repeating matters because it can separate friends. We shouldn't be, again, uh, someone, again, who repeats things that maybe don't need to be said and it hurts a friendship. Again, some things that we shouldn't do. We shouldn't talk too much as a friend. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 26. We shouldn't, secondly, we shouldn't tease and joke, especially, uh, it's been said, especially between, you know, a guy friend and a girlfriend. <laughs> um, guys sometimes tease a lot, and they like to tease and they like to joke, but uh, sometimes, again, teasing can go far too far, and we need to be careful about that as friends. Proverbs 26, verse number 18 and 19, it says, as a madman who casts his firebrands and arrows and, and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith, am not I in sport? You know, I was just teasing. You know, I just teasing about this. I just did this in sport. It's not a good thing. Sometimes to joke or to tease will get you in trouble. And so in a friendship, I believe, again, it's, good for you and good for I sometimes to be cautious concerning teasing and joking. And so we see some thoughts on friendship. And uh, I just want to mention if you uh, turn over Proverbs chapter 18 and in that friendship relationship, I talked about how counsel is important, how you should be able to counsel and someone else should be able to counsel you. In those relationships, understand sometimes your counsel or their counsel may not be as good as it could be, maybe because they don't know everything about a matter. And so in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 13, the Bible says, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it is a 
falling shame onto him. And so I just want to say this about friendships. Be careful to give counsel before you kind of know what a situation is like or what you might help do. Uh, I give as counsel or advice in a matter. You need to hear the whole matter, understand the situation best, and then maybe give advice and then maybe tell them this is just my advice from what I know. But there are some good things that we should look for in friendships. There are some things that we should avoid in friendships. We should avoid the volatile. We should avoid the excessive. We should avoid the unstable. We should avoid the ungodly. We should avoid the vain. We should avoid those that are doctrinally deviant or disobedient. And we should instead look for the trustworthy, the wise, the kind and the constant, the faithful Counselor and the merciful man or woman to be our friend. Proverbs 17, verse 17, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity.